Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. This is going to be a great episode. I am a huge fan of my guest here today. I have Michael Rainey. He is a comedian. He's an author. He's a podcaster. He's half of Dad Meat with Tim Butterly and a third of Little Stinkers with Jean Benet Del Calo <laughs> and uh, Jake Furman Matera. Mike, how you doing? I'm great. How are you, Alan? Thank you for having me, brother. Yeah, man, doing good. So uh, we are here to talk about this book, Own Perks. So Facebook and Wild Intoxicated, Mike, tell me a little bit what's going on, man. Brother, I had a uh, a few year run where I got whacked on painkillers, and uh, unfortunately, all I did was log on to Facebook and put out every moronic thought that I had out into the world. And looking back, it's it, they started popping up. You know, how Facebook does on this date. You posted this, and I would see one. I'd be like, "Oh man, that was really bad. I should never have posted that." But they become became so frequent. I realized it would just become too tedious to delete every moronic thing that popped up. So I was just like, all right, let me see if I, what I could do with this. And I compiled them all. And dude, there were, there were hundreds of the dumbest shit that anybody could possibly put out into the world. And I was like, all right, I'm going to put this into a book and then compile all of them and then offer a present day analysis of what I was thinking or what I think that I was thinking. Cause some of the shit, I know exactly what was going on, but then other things I had no recollection that I had ever posted them. And those were probably the most fun because, you know, it, it's like there was a time lapse and I was being transported back in the time to experience this again. Yeah, I totally get that. Uh, I feel like uh, some of that with my Facebook post uh, back when I was uh, drinking heavily. Mm-hmm. And so when I get those Facebook memories, I'm like, oh, God, why is this still on the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, not only uh, is there a hard copy, but the, the audio version, you got your comedian friends to narrate, right? Yeah, man, so many of the boys from Philly were just so cool and so kind to just hop on and not only narrate what was in the book, but then they also just added, you know, whatever came to mind as they were reading it, because we would read it together in the studio. And then, you know, everybody like I had Tim Butterly, my co-host on Dad Meat, Matt McCusker, John McKeever, Ryan Shaner, just 
all these super funny people that you know have super funny podcasts and are just incredible comedians came in to read it with me and they just gave it their own spin that I could have never done myself. So as as good as I believe that the print book is, the audio book is its own creation and those guys made it something that I could have never made it. And we'll plug it again at the uh, at the end, but that is on perks.com if they want to get their copyright. Yeah, dude, and I, w- I was shocked that onperks.com was available when I went to buy the domain, man. I can't believe some some other degenerate didn't scoop that up for whatever reason, man, but <laughs> somebody probably logged on to get the domain, but then they nodded out while they were trying to pay for it. So I'm good yeah. with that, man. All right, so just to back it up a little bit, uh, a little bit about you. Uh, you originally from Philly growing up? Yeah, I live like five minutes from the Philly, Philly International Airport, and I grew up not far from there. So that's where I'm at now. And I grew up maybe in a place called Upper Darby, which is right outside Philly. Um, mm-hmm. I could walk to Philly from my house. And it's a cool place. Like, I don't know. Now it's pretty dangerous. But when I was growing up, it was like anything and everything you could want to get into, you could. And it was an incredible place to grow up. Uh, we ended up moving out of there in 94 because my sister got shot a few blocks from our house. So it was just time to go. And, um, but yeah, we live in an area called Delco, which is like, it's the kind of place where people just don't leave typically for whatever reason. And it's got, you know, it's a love-hate relationship. I think most people that live here love it and hate it at any given time. And I might move out. I don't know. I mean, I'm 44 now. You know, I, I might stick it out to the end, man. But this is yeah, where I'm from, Might I get down to Orlando, right? <laughs> dude, I love Florida so much, dude. Dude. If I'm going to be murdered, I want it to be in Florida, man, because anytime I'm down there, it feels like it's got like that degenerate vibe to it. And I think that's why Florida resonates with me, man, because I'm a degenerate through and through, brother. And while we're at it, uh, just for general public, uh, if you're a patron with Little Stinkers, uh, you could have watched it a while back. But on the Little Stinkers YouTube page, uh, there is this great uh, about a 13 minute video of uh <laughs> The cast from Little Stinkers trying to hunt down Casey Anthony, man. That was comedy go, brother. Oh, I appreciate you, man. And it, it was so much fun because what what we're going to do more of in the coming year and what we started to do it to do with Little Stinkers was take these road trips to places where people have done fucked up shit. And yeah. I've been obsessed with Casey Anthony for a while now. Um, probably did something horrific, but also very hot. So. We wanted to go down to Florida and see if we could track down Casey Anthony, and we hit all her hot spots. We went to her old house. We went to her boyfriend's old apartment. We went to Universal Studios. And if you check out the video on Little Stinkers YouTube, I think you could you would uh, you'll be able to follow us along on our adventure and, and see how far we got in trying to track her down, man. Yeah. Well, just back to uh, the Delco area, uh, just through uh, Dad Meets and some of the other comedy podcasts I found, it just seems like Y'all are just uh, stacked with comedians in that area. So tell me a little bit about how you got into comedy. Was it through like some of these guys or? No, I mean, I I think I've been at it longer than most of the others got other guys. And it, it took me a while to find anything which gained any traction. Like, I think the first time I went on stage was 2003. And my first couple of years in stand up, I, I did I did a ton of sets. Like I was on stage most nights a week and. I feel like I started off strong, but then I hit a backslide because, you know, I started hitting booze heavy. I started just 
you know, my wife and I, we started, ha- we started having kids. So that took up more time and I was, I was partying pretty hard. So it was a few different factors, which, which kind of like made me check out a little bit. And then I don't know, I guess around maybe like 2016, um, my friend, John, Mc- my friends, John McKeever and Tommy Pope asked me to become a part of a show that they had going on called Delco proper, which was a comedy central web series. And we made the pilot for it. And it seemed like everything was going great, man. But then the rug got swept out from all of us and they just decided to pass on it. And at that point it was crushing. And I didn't think I wanted to do any form of comedy anymore. But then shortly after, you know, that fell through, Tim Butterly asked if I wanted to like start doing something. And we came up with a podcast because we were both super busy. You know, we had, we each have three kids. We each have, have a wife. We each had numerous jobs. So we're just like, all right, let's, let's take the path of least resistance here. So we figured podcasting was the way to go. And we got lucky, man. People gravitated to, toward it pretty early. And we just got a good group of people that are with us, you know, that, you know, that listen to the show, that actively take part in the show, that are always co- commenting on shit. And uh, we just got very lucky, man. And I feel very fortunate that people yeah. are into that. Yeah. And just the difference between like dad meat and little stinkers. So like, how did, uh, how did little stinkers come to be? I like true crime, man. And, uh, it was, it's hard for me to find like any, any kind of like true crime medium that I can really get into. Like the only, the only one that I really enjoy is a podcast called last podcast on the left. I think those guys are incredible and they do it the way that I would want to do it. So I was like, all right, I don't just want to talk about doom and gloom and talk about, you know, horror and talk about all these horrific things that happen to people. I want to talk about the people who do these kind of things, but also focus more on the funny things they do because as fucked up as like these serial killers are, and it's mostly serial killers. They also do some really funny shit. So I do want to always try to find like that kind of angle. Yeah. It's uh, like, I hate true crime. And (laughs) when my buddy, when my buddy told me about little stinkers, I was like, uh, and he said true crime, but it's comedy. I said, I'll give it a shot. And I was immediately hooked because it was like last podcast on the left was like at the, at the most I could tolerate because I don't, I don't like thinking about that horrific shit. Yeah, I get it. And uh, also it's like, you know, you see it on the news anytime there's a gun and it's like, uh, we're just giving more precedence to this and yeah. we don't want to, we don't want to encourage people to behave this way. But uh, mm-hmm. like, Really, really do enjoy little stinkers, and it is like highlighting just some of that stinker behavior. It's, it does, uh, it does. Uh, you can walk away laughing instead of, oh my god, you know. <laughs> and that's what I want to do, man. I don't, I don't want to just hammer people over the head with horrific details. It's like, you know, I view it. I think in a lot of ways that people might view listening or watching something related to world history, where it's like, all right, you know these things happen and I want to speak about them, but at the same time, I don't want people to get bogged down and, and feel bad when they're done listening to it. I want people to enjoy themselves more than they are, you know, digesting the gravity of the content. Mm-hmm. And, and while we're right there, I had a question from one of your patrons from little stinkers. He wanted to ask, uh, what was your take on the CIA's involvement with Charles Manson with them giving him the LSD and getting him out of jail every time he got arrested? Dude, there was, um, what was the name of that book? Um, fuck, we, we talked about it on Little Stinkers. I can't, I'm going to have to look this up. How to Make Friends? If, no, it's not that, although that is a good one too. Um, I could look it up and it'll take me two seconds. But 
that was a very interesting angle that I wasn't aware of until more and more people, you know, that I respect and and admire started mentioning this book. And um, you know, oh, chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history of the '60s by Tom O'Neill. And uh, I got it, and I was instantly into it because in the first chapter of the book, the author meets with Vincent Bugliosi, who was the lead prosecutor in the Manson case. And I had known Bugliosi was a scumbag grifter, you know, even though it's like, all right, regardless of how you feel about Manson, I know that, you know, Bugliosi, he was hailed as a hero for helping to put him away. But at the same time, like he had his own agenda as well. And I think Tom O'Neill did a really good job of painting that picture in that this guy had his own agenda and there was much more to the story that was presented at the trial. It wasn't just a case of, you know, a guy wanting to start a race war. I think it was just, I, I can totally understand the mind control angle. And I think that's something that I don't think we'll ever get to the bottom or the depth of all the involvement that contributed to all the Manson crimes. But I do think that there's a decent chance that the CIA and the mind control programs could have played a large part in all that, man. Yeah. And just to go back to you being an author of what prompted you to want to begin writing? Dude, a part of it was that I just, you know, I'd been at stand up for a long time. I started in 2003 and then I got to about 2014 and I never really gained the traction that I initially sought out. And I was really bummed out by that. And I was like, all right, well, if I'm not going to do stand up, maybe I could just try writing and try to get, you know, all these dumb thoughts out. So I started a parenting blog called Terrible, Terrible Dad. And within a couple of weeks, dude, I just got a ton of readers, a ton of followers. And within like two months, there were like millions of people reading this blog. And it was the first the first feeling of success that I had in comedy. And it was dude, it was like fucking 12 years in. So it's just like, oh my God, like this is incredible. Like, like I, I am a winner. Like I feel like I'm not a total fucking loser. And mm-hmm. it really meant a lot to me that like something I did really resonated with people. And, you know, I'm a self-sabotager. So I'll I'll fucking I pulled the rug out on that a few months later. And uh, but however, you know, I decided I kept writing and I I wrote a couple of books and then I had written two books and then last year I was like, I feel like putting another one out. And then when all those posts started popping up on Facebook, I was like, I think this will be the basis for the next book. And I really enjoy writing and it's something I'm going to do more of. And I think I'm just going to, I'm going to start blogging again, but a different format. Whereas before it was just parenting stuff. Now it's just going to be, you know, just, you know, just random things to pop into my head and get the ball rolling that way. And and I do want to put out more books too, man. Yeah. Just, just reading through like terrible advice or own perks. It's like, uh, when I'm reading it, it's, Real good. You you set the tone real well with the way that you write it because I I can just hear you narrating it in my head. It's like I can hear you talking. Oh, thank you, dude. Uh, the way it was the way it was written. So it's not like it's not a whole bunch of jargon or it's you know super professional. It's just like a conversation. And that's what I'm trying to get across. So I'm I'm really happy to hear that, dude. And it's you know I'm a simple person, man. And it's like I want to just I want to write so that people can consume my work on the toilet. Like, that's really what it is. It's like, like people have shown me pictures of like the, the book on top of the toilet, any one of my three books. And it's like, that's what I made it for. Like, if, if I could just make your bowel movements easier to pass, then (laughs) I'm happy to serve that purpose in the world, man. And I just really just want to, you know, that's the way I think that's the way I want to express myself. And it's, if people enjoy that, you know, that's, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah. 
And so uh, just from comedy, uh, podcasting, uh, having kids, starting a family, uh, what are you uh, working towards today? Because you were because of podcasting, you were able to get away from a full time job, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was, man. And it was uh, I I worked two jobs for Christ, man. I say probably like 14 years. And it was just always a real struggle to manage like working and doing any kind of creative outlet. And I was fortunate that, you know, once I put all perks up for sale, I got enough pre-orders and I plan on leaving my job eventually, but I got enough pre-orders to just make that decision much easier. And, you know, I can't thank the people that have bought the book enough, man, because, you know, this is what I want to be doing. You know, I like, I like being creative with my time, spending my days being creative and not have to rush things just because I got to work you know, a 16 hour day. It's much easier to be able to create things when you're not crushed by time constraints and, and other responsibilities. Like I still have, you know, my, my family responsibilities, but that's much easier now because I'm not juggling multiple jobs. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. And on top of that, like, what about uh, with sketches and things like that? Is there going to be more of that down the pipe? Yeah, dude, we're um, that's one of the things that I'm working with. That I'm working toward mostly with little sneakers because we're doing these travel videos and we do want to do some like documentation with the people that we're going out there for and the places where these things happen. But at the same time, we don't just want to show people these places because I feel like there's a million videos of YouTubers just going out there and say like, hey, this is where everybody was killed. I don't want to do just that. So our goal is to go out there and do some of that, but more importantly, create a sketch around that. And that's like one thing that I felt like we did first with the Casey Anthony video that we just put out and we have one coming out. You know, there's one on Patreon now where, you know, we went to Los Angeles to, to look in the OJ stuff. And Mm -hmm. there was a lot of debate when, um, when the case first happened where people were talking about, all right, can, you know, was it possible for OJ to make it from the crime scene to his house in this amount of time? So me and my buddy Jean-Benet Collar were like, all right, fuck it. Let's race and see who can get there quick. It's from the Cole's house to OJ's house. So that's one thing we did. And then next month, next month, we're putting out a sketch which revolved around us visiting Port Orange, Florida, which is where Eileen Warnos 
uh, set up shop. And the sketch that we filmed there, it's it's fucking insane, primarily because we recorded it in the motel room where she lived. And dude, that motel, it's an open-air meth market now. So I think the psychosis of that particular setting is portrayed in the effect that it had on us in this sketch that we filmed. Because the three of us were genuinely scared for our well-being while we're filming this. Because, dude, as the sun was going down... More and more of these people started emerging. We were looking at people looking into the room at us. It was a fucked up, scary situation, but I'm excited now just even talking about it. So I can't wait for people to say that because I know what we were feeling is going to come across in the sketch that we're putting out. Where do you uh, find most of your inspirations for like some of the the stinkers that you find for those stinkers? Is it just through like last podcast on the left or is it patrons or? It's mostly just I'll Google random keywords. And, you know, through doing that and also, you know, one person will often lead to another where it's like I'll find like an article that says like, you know, 10 cannibals in the United States or something like that. And I'll get some names from that and I'll start looking into what they did and then that'll inevitably lead to something else. So I feel like, you know, the rabbit hole's endless and it's, you know, I want to get more into like more historical figures. I want to get more into like mafia guys, Wild West guys, because there's so many people that that have done fucked up things, but who also happen to be very funny. So I just don't want to like pigeonhole us into just doing serial killers. I just want to talk more about, you know, as many different people as possible. Right on. And to just go back to own perks is, uh, what, what kind of kills me is uh, I'm going through and just flipping through some of these posts. It's like every now and then, like it'll have six, seven likes. And then it seems like <laughs> no likes, no attention. <laughs> and, and those are like the, the really, screwed up ones mm-hmm. dude and it's like like shit i couldn't like imagine like being your friend on facebook and reading that dude alan like i can tell there's sometimes where i might get like one like and i can tell it's like no that didn't resonate with anybody it's just somebody felt bad for me that that post was dying on its own man and <laughs> you know i i'm glad i included that kind of stuff in the book man because that shows how pathetic this really was <laughs> yeah. well dude i've got a I've got about five more questions and we're walking out the door. Yeah, brother. Let's uh, do it. Qu- question one is uh, just plug uh, the website for own perks and uh, just how to be in touch with dad me, little stinkers, just all your medias. Yeah. If you go to ownperks.com, that's O N P E R C S.com. You it's, it's my website. It's not just a book. Um, I have the audio book on there as well. So if you could just buy that if you just want that and that's available for instant download or you could buy the on perks bundle but if you're somebody that's ever put anything regrettable on the internet while inebriated i think this book will resonate with you and you know i want my embarrassment to shine through so that you can minimize whatever you felt like when you were posting weird shit on the internet so just know that i'm taking the bull for everybody and if you've ever done that kind of thing i think this will resonate with you and my goal is to sell 5,000 copies. And uh, I'm about, I sold about 3,300 copies so far. And my goal is to reclaim a car that I had repoed during the perk era. Yeah, uh, we didn't even talk about the own perk car. <laughs> dude, yeah, it's just like things really started spiraling out of control at the end. And I ended up getting a car repoed. And this car was a Chrysler 300. And it was the first nice thing that I've ever had. Like, it's just been hand-me-down after hand-me-down in regards to like cars with fucking clothes, with homes. 
And it was always like somebody being kind and hooking me up. And then I lucked out, you know, a friend of a friend was the uh, sales manager at a car dealership. And I posted that my car just hit the shitter. And I had a, uh, fuck, what did I have? I had a 2000 Ford Focus that I was driving and it just broke down on the highway. And I ended up getting it off to the side of the road. And my dad came to see if he could fuck with it and fix it. And we're standing on an overpass looking down on Interstate 95, which is an incredibly busy roadway. And I'm fucking with the car. My dad had given up. And I look back to ask my dad a question. And my dad's a wild dude. And as I look back, he's got his dick out and he's pissing on the 95. So I was like, all right, this is not a good omen, man. This car is fucked. But fortunately, a day later, uh, my friend of a, the friend of a friend who worked at the um, at the dealership, he's like, look, if you come in, I'll hook you up with something nice. And he did. Like that day, I ended up with a uh, a 2012 Chrysler 300. And dude, I just I just felt like the rug was going to be pulled out at any given time. It was like, here, take it for the weekend, then come back Monday if you want it. I went back Monday. He's like, do you want it? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, just sign here and here. You don't have to put any money down. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this is real. And dude, it was you know, fucking leather interior. It was just incredible. I had fucking satellite radio in that thing. And it was just, I just felt like a different person in this car, man. It just felt like a transformation. But, you know, within a few years, you know, as I got worse and worse into pills, I couldn't keep up with the payments and the car ended up getting repoed. So one of my goals with sales with this book is to be able to sell enough to get myself another Chrysler 300 and to kind of fill that void that that left, man. And I'm, I'm getting closer and closer, man. Right on. And on top of that is, uh, I mean, you had the on perks bat, the jerseys. So, I mean, there's some cool raffles and giveaways if people get involved, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to like think of as many different like things to um, just items to give away to show people that I appreciate them and like just to make it fun for them too. And I gave away a custom bat that a local company named Victus made. They're they're killing it right now because they've got so many like major league baseball players that are that are using their bats now. And, you know, the guys that work at Victus, you know, shout out to Ryan, um, who runs Victus, like he listened to the show and he reached out to me and I became a fan of theirs too. I got to go to the facility and he made a special on perks bat. So I was like, all right, you know, I want to give this to people. This is so cool that I want to give this away because people are kind enough to buy my book. I want to start giving more shit away. And I gave that away, and I got three on perks jerseys that I'm, that are signed by everybody who did the on perks audiobook. And I'm giving away the first one on Tuesday, April 25th. To and just I'm going to have um, Butterly Son uh, Ben, who helps out with the podcast. I'm going to have him pick a random number, and then whoever is the order number for that person, that person who has that order number, I'm just going to mail him the jersey. Right on. And so uh, it, it'll be this uh, on perk blue, nice color, by the way. Oh, probably. Oh. It's it's. Yeah, I, just, I bought one for myself to wear. Like I have an I have an on perks jersey to wear, and there's three that I'm giving away. And it's like, you know, I wear this shit out on the street, so it's not like it's just like, oh, this is a novelty. Like this is a cool fucking jersey. Yeah. Okay. So, and also just going back to shit posting for a minute, and I mean, one thing I really do like about comedian and comedian podcasts y'all are so open about just the, the down pits and the downfalls and like hitting some real lows man and i i know this book is funny but i mean also i mean there's i can relate to a lot of this because i mean i went through some of the same shit you know mm-hmm. so i mean i really appreciate the balls it took to do this man i appreciate you man it's you know it's the way that i function because you know 
even though most of like what's in all perks like is it's meant to be portrayed as funny like you said like there is a lot of like like dark shit in there that i think you know that was just emblematic of you know significant stretches of my life like you know i'm 44 now and i feel like now i'm just starting to like you know hit my stride and doing what i want to do and just be able to find more and more success and it's like it's only happening now because i didn't fucking give up and i think it's so easy to get lost in the trappings of like a nine to five job and like responsibilities to people and just saying like all right this is my lot in life and i'm just going to plow through until i'm able to retire and then start doing more of the shit i want but i'm glad i didn't give up along the way because it would have been very easy to do that because it's just you know you know any kind of pitfall to be hit like i fucking hit it it's like i've been poor my entire life it's just like i've had to rely upon handouts so many different times it's a million things have gone wrong you know it took me 22 years or close to 20 years to graduate from fucking community college to get a two-year degree it took me close to fucking 20 years to get out of community college but i got out of there i didn't quit i finished that i went and i finished my four-year degree so shit like that is just you know it's important to me to just keep pressing on and i think you know i if i hope people can get something from that because i know how easy it is to give up especially when you get to an age whether you're late 20s, your 30s, or 40s, where you feel like, fuck it, this is just what I am now. I don't want people to feel that way. I want people to feel like, all right, if this fucking on perks moron can do this shit, you know, there's no reason why I can't do some more of the shit that I want to do. And it's just, you know, a domino effect from there. You start doing more of the shit you want to do. You start to realize you're happier. The fucking people around you are happier. You start getting more of the shit you want. And it's just, there's the only downside to it is you're just going to be fucking exhausted from just, juggling so many things at once but i i promise you it's fucking worth it i don't and if you don't mind if you will plug and tell the people how to uh the best way to get in touch with dad meets and little stinkers yeah if if you on twitter instagram um at mike rainey 82 and then also if you sign up for the patreon there's there's messages there uh i feel like I can't get backed up, so it may take me a, a little while to get back. Unless, like, a lot of times if I have my phone on, I see a message come through, I'll just hit you back right away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you if you want to hit me up, I'm always happy to talk. I even, dude, I fucking inadvertently, but I don't give a fuck now. Like, I inadvertently gave out my phone number in the All Perks audiobook. So people have been hitting me up, and everybody's been fucking super cool. So, you know, if you want to <laughs> hit me up, if you get the audiobook and you hear my phone number in there, hit me up, man. I don't, I'm happy to fucking talk to people. <laughs> well, there you go. And that little stinkers Patreon is four dollars a month or forty dollars a year, right? Yep. And it's you know, you get an extra episode a month. We do live AMAs every month, we do book club meetings, you know, we started getting into movie watch alongs, we're putting out sketches. We're trying to add more and more because you know, the basis of all this is like I just don't want to like put out content for people. I want to create as many different ways for people, you know, to have shit to look forward to 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 be included in stuff with us. Because, you know. I remember there's so many times where like I felt like an outsider on shit and there's times where like I've been crushed by feeling like I'm lonely and I think anything that I'm doing I want people to feel included even if it's just you know being open and just saying look here's my fucking phone number call me and fuck you don't have to buy the fucking audiobook to get it call me it's 215-789-5407 that's my fucking phone number if you want to hit me up hit me up and I'm serious like when I say like I usually give out my information to people hit me up regarding like if you're struggling with addiction or depression because I know because I've been there and I've, I'm dealing with it and I've dealt with it but I don't want people to feel alone. So it's not just anything I do is not just a money grab. It's like, you know, 
I want people to feel as though they're a part of something and they're they feel included in shit and are able to have fun because at the base we're this is you know I feel like life is flying by and I think it's important to just have as much fun as you can and to just you know be as good as you can to people and just feel included. Same man, just through porch talk, I started doing music festivals. I mean, I'm lucky enough to uh, talk to a lot of uh, musicians as they pass through this area, and through that was able to start networking and now we throw music festivals and that that really is the heart behind that is hey if, if you like porch talk or if you like these musicians it's totally free come by hang out you can meet us hang out we have comedy we got art uh, hey life is it's been turned upside down since covid Here, here's a chance of feeling normal again you know? yeah and dude, when you hit me up and and like you sent me that message, I was like, all right, this is the coolest shit ever. And I instantly hate hit Jake and John up. And it's like, you know, at some point, like I would love to be able to come down and do that. And just even listening yeah. to your podcast, dude, it's like hearing you and your boys talk. And it's just like, like, damn, this is like super chill. And I feel like I'm there. And I think anytime I listen to a podcast or watch something like I want to feel like like I'm there with them. And I think like you portray like the kind of vibe that I'm into. And it's like, this is the kind of shit that I'm really into because it's, it's not just like you're consuming something. It's like you're a part of something and you feel like you're there. Yeah. And I'll give y'all like a six month heads up next time. Cause we're, we're going to do it again. And so maybe we can work that out. And uh, oh, maybe, yeah, I mean, that'll after uh, y'all finish up here, we can get you down to Orlando or something. Oh dude, I was, <laughs> dude, let's go do some creepy shit down there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Mike, one last question of uh, walking out of the door. I do appreciate your time. Uh, what was your favorite part of this interview? I got to be honest with you, Alan. Like, this has just been a very enjoyable conversation because sometimes, like, I'll, I'll go on other podcasts and it's like sometimes you just don't vibe with the host and it's just, you know, a slog. And, you know, this was not that. This was a nice part of the day, man. And I'm just really happy that I was able to come on here and just, I'm grateful that you asked me to come on, man. This was just, I really enjoyed this conversation, man. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, big fan of everything that you're doing and keep it on. Keep it on, brother. Likewise, Alan. All right. Peace out. You're the man, brother. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.